1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
0: Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. With Eagles Care and works alongside the Philadelphia Eagles as the community relations director, and I, I, we had a great time. And we we talked a lot about nonprofits. We talked a lot about uh, charity and 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 how do we, in, as individuals and as community-based organizations, create a more, you know, significant impact? We talked about relationships, really, in a sense. But but Julie gets very specific, and, and in a way is doing things uh they're doing things very differently than 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 I would say most uh, organizations out there and so so they're coming along other nonprofits and helping to build capacity and 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 just really uh i think changing the way uh certainly changing the way traditional sports teams get involved with you know giving back into their communities but also uh and I teased her about this but I think I uh, Julie needs to write a book about about what's next and about how to engage philanthropically and about how to engage, uh, you know, uh, as we continue to try uh, to change the world. Uh, davidpecklive.com for more information about my podcasting, about my writing. and You'll find a whole lot of other podcasts there. And also rabble.ca for more information about uh, my my podcasting, but also a whole other menu of uh, interesting topics to explore as well. Julie Hershey with Eagles Care coming right up. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest today, uh, somebody who's actually enjoying a snow day uh, somewhere in the U.S. Uh, it's Julie Hershey. She's here today uh, from Eagles Care. She's the community relations director. And before we dive in, Julie, thanks for taking the time today. I'm I'm a little disappointed you're not out on the toboggan hills its uh, <laughs> or the ski hills or maybe making a snowman yeah. or snow woman. Like what's going on over there?
1: I, there will definitely
0: be hot chocolate after this. And yes, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be on. So so tell me, I mean, you, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you know, football, uh, huge, uh, the, the world of sports that you live in is connected, but kind of not what you guys really are all about at Eagles Care. Can you can you give me can you give me and our listeners a little quick overview of what what you guys do?
1: yeah absolutely and um, again, thank you so much for having uh, having me on today. We are uh, so we are a football team um, American football team and uh, so so much of what is important to us as an organization is giving back to our community and has been since um, Jeffrey Laurie and Christina Lori, purchased the team uh, more than twenty years ago mm-hmm. and so on our end um, you know, for many years, we had gone and done community relations in a more traditional sense, what, what most people would would view uh, if they looked um, at at a, a traditional sports team. So they'd be doing player appearances and mm. you know, donating auction items and things like that. And that is a wonderful thing to do, and, and for us, we did that for many years. But in about 2013, we did a what didn't seem at the time, but was a, some sort of a simple math equation to be able to say, okay, this is what we're giving hmm. and what are the outcomes that are coming from that? You know, are we moving the needle at all? Because we right. really were able to see that we were giving a lot and we, and we didn't think that we were, that the community was getting out of it equal to what we were giving. Right. And so we took a step back and said both how can we reevaluate our assets and what we're giving to people and then how can we give them in maybe a different way that would, um, that would create a more significant impact for the, you know, quite honestly, pretty high volume of what we were giving. And through that process, we developed the Eagle Care Program.
0: So it sounds to me like it was instead of just writing a tax-deductible check uh, to organizations as a team and so on, you guys, you guys have actually rolled up your sleeves and and have got, got you know gotten your hands dirty a little bit. You 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 you're you're, you're going a little deeper than maybe some foundations.
1: Yes, uh, and um, and you know putting it out there, we absolutely still write checks, and each Eagle's Care partner does get a financial donation right. as well. But but our, our 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 hope, and we've been really fortunate and this is what's come back to us. Is at the end of our year long partnership, and we can talk a little bit more about what it is we get all our partners coming back to us and saying, Yeah, the money was great, but beyond that what we've the partnership that we've had with you for the year and then it continues has really been um, more more valuable than the dollars that we're
0: given. What I love about, um, know, you know, having worked in the nonprofit yeah. sector, charitable sector for so many years, what I love about that is that you're saying, yes, money, clearly money is important, right? Every organization needs it. In fact, I don't know about for you guys, but up here in Canada, it's getting harder and harder to raise money for, for for initiatives and, you know, project-based funding and those kinds of things. So, But you're saying, yep, really important. But you know what? We're actually, you know, we believe in the partnership. We believe in relationships as well. They matter right? Building capacity matters. Uh,
1: yes, absolutely. And, and you know, the money is always uh, money and really everything we get is, is unrestricted. So, you know, I, I very strongly believe, and we had Dan Flotta come and speak at a, a summit that we do for nonprofits last year. We believe in overhead and the value of overhead. Wow, that's um, interesting. And so we give completely unrestricted dollars, you know, with the understanding that if, you're go, if I'm going to give you $10,000 and you're going to put that into your CM, CRM solution, uh, you know, building a great donor database, you're going to be able to generate way more funds than if I were to give you $10,000 to go to a program. and can, can building I, that sustainability.
0: Can I quote you from an article, on uh, Inside uh, Philanthropy article? You say, I quote, part of the vision of the program is to address needs in the nonprofit landscape right now where there is a lot of restricted giving close quote, just to, you know, sort of pick up on your, your, this, you know, we value overhead. (laughs) I don't hear that. I don't hear that too often. Right? Uh, yeah. I hear. I hear. No, not interested. I want to drill wells. I want to fund research. Well, even funding research is a little too intangible. You know, I wanna. I wanna be on the. I really wanna be on the ground. You know, getting. You know, I'll sponsor a child, et cetera. But boy, I don't. I don't hear a lot of uh, donors saying, "We'll help you build your administrative database." <laughs>
1: I just don't hear that. Yeah. And and, and to us, you know, that a no-brainer. Uh, and and we t- and that's really the core of Eagle's Care, both financially but also um, in all of the other ways that we give. So if we are giving, um, you know, part so much of what we do is around our staff developing the nonprofit staff. Right. So we have our staff sit down and talk about social media with the teams because we know that, you know, that staff development for the nonprofit is huge and we'd like to consult, you know, the folks, that work for us do these things really well, but it it gives them the ability to learn and then do better, you know, on their own. So um, so eagles
0: so, yeah, so eagles care social media for instance your your organization that doesn't cross over into the football team the the, the eagles uh, social media or does it like do you sort of piggyback off of that to some degree and then say to other organizations hey here's how you can you know here's how you really can collaborate you know digitally and so on is is that the kind of thing we're talking about?
1: Well, let me clarify a little bit. So, what we do through Eagle Care is we partner with each organ- with five organizations okay. annually, five nonprofits nice. annually, um, and each of those nonprofits will get the full, you know, value of what we're offering for a year. So, um, you know, essentially anything that comes to us, we will filter through those organizations first. Um, included in that year is we do these luncheon months where we'll bring in the relevant staff from each nonprofit mm. and sit them down with one of our staff. We do it every month um, with a different topic based on the needs of the organization. So again, taking another step back, sorry, we okay. sit down at the beginning of the year with each of the nonprofits and ask them to do a needs analysis. So Good. tell us what you need for your organization, regardless of what you think of a football game football team we can give you because, They're going to think smaller if they think like that. Right. You know, they're going to think like Right. We want them to think like furniture or something much bigger than that.
0: Right, right. And then
1: once we we sit down with all five of those lists, if we know that everyone needs help with social media, we're going to set up a social media luncheon mark where we're going to have all the staff who handle social media for each of the five nonprofits sit down with our team and take them, it's not one-on-one, but one-on-five through... Mm you know, mm-hmm. whatever the topics of the day are, so they can each be better in that space. And then if there's a, an event that they're trying to promote, they'll tag us in the social, and then we can, you know, retweet it to our constituents right. as well. So right. it's that approach where we're trying to help them um, be better
0: right. Uh, right?
1: in every area.
0: So how, how? why should a sports team do this kind of work? I mean, I, I mean, I guess you, your, your quick answer might be, well, David, we're not a sports team. We're connected to the team, but clearly it's driven by some sort of an ethic, some sort of an understanding of, Hey, we've got all this, so we want to give back. And the, the few, you know, football players and baseball players I've met over the years uh, who do this kind of work, incredibly generous, right? So yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, is it, is it just, I mean, is it just the spirit of generosity we're talking about here, Julie?
1: So I, I think, um, first of all, we are the, com- the the community relations department of the Philadelphia Eagles runs the Eagles Care Initiative right. program, whatever. So so it is the Eagles. This is this is what the Eagles do. It's, it's how we how we serve, and, and we continue to work with many other nonprofits through the year. But but our Eagles Care partners are our first filter.
0: Right. Today. Okay. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. And, and and what I'd say is that once. We had an opportunity to take a step back and look at our giving and how we were giving. To us, it seemed like there wasn't another way to do it. Huh. It was just like, like, I would argue that this approach shouldn't be limited to sports teams. That this is, you know, from in our view, um, you know, one of the best models for corporate social responsibility overall. Um, And, again, that's that's the approach that is best for us. So I know there are teams that do all sorts of different things, and it's because that's what works for them as an organization best. But for our organization, you know, to be able to give in this way – it it became more of a, well, why wouldn't we do this? Movie? Right. It's, it's so right. good. So you know,
0: you know. I, I remember hearing an interview with a very famous poet and, and uh, uh, sorry, reading about an interview, William Wordsworth. You don't get much more famous, I suppose, and classic right. and, and old school. And supposedly the story goes that he was asked, you know, why so why, William, do you write poetry? And he stopped and he paused and he said, you know, I think a better question is, why don't you write poetry? Right. <laughs> Which I think yeah. is kind of how you're looking at this. There is... There is no other way. This is, this is the way to do community development, and, and it's about impact and, 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 and reach.
1: Right. And for us, you know, we have I have had organizations that we've really thought might serve as really good eagles care partners, hmm. and if they weren't able, you know, they were so dedicated to saying that their overhead was low, that they weren't going to be options for us to partner with because their approach was very different from ours from a nonprofit perspective. You know, for me, like, we have opportunities throughout the year. Um, Last year we had, uh, we were so fortunate that when Beyonce came and did a a concert at the stadium, we uh, donated some tickets that we then gave to our Eagle Star partners. And we really said to the partners, and, and mean it, and, uh, broadly speaking, is they could certainly give those tickets to the constituents that they serve. That's fine. But if it was more valuable to them, and in a lot of cases, it is, to give those tickets to their staff, to say, mm. thank you for, you know, mm-hmm. working as hard as you do throughout the year, great. Yeah, we got emails from the executive directors saying people were, like, so excited because, they were, they were, you know, the staff was given an opportunity. And to me, that's incredibly valuable, you know, or giving them to a donor that they felt like made sense. So when we get, you know, all our giving ends up being unrestricted in that way because we know that each organization works very differently. And, and if, if, if the, the organizations that partner best with us have the ability to see that, you know, those tickets or whatever the thing is that we're giving them can be used in many different ways. Mm-hmm and you know don't like this is sort of a weird way to say it but don't feel bad giving it to their staff over a yeah yeah or well, I, I think
0: it's a yeah i think it's a really interesting insight because i think there there is this sense of if if we get money we can't spend it on ourselves right and and so yeah. to hear a donor say that Uh, this is unrestricted. I mean, there's, wow, there's a whole lot of uh, different ways we could go with this. I mean, certainly heard a lot of nonprofits, charities, NGOs say, we need more unrestricted giving. The problem is designated giving. and, And, you know, because we get too much for this project and not enough for this. There's a lot of trust there, it seems to me. How have you, how have you worked through that? How have you, how does that, come into play when you're choosing those 5 nonprofits that you work with for the, for for the year.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think the we get a lot of applications. I bet you do. And what we what we what we try and do is we have mechanisms throughout the year. Like I said, we work with other nonprofits throughout the year as well. We have other mechanisms where we can um, you know date before we marry let's say right. so where we can spend where we can work with the nonprofit on one individual thing so that we can get a sense of what it is to work together are we compatible do we do they have the same values as our organization um, you know are they going to feel comfortable giving something you know in the way that best suits them versus you know in a different way so um and then we do, so we have an initial application and then after that we'll do a few rounds of interviews where we'll sit down and talk to them and get a sense of who they are. And, you know, our biggest criteria ends up being around, our biggest criteria for selection ends up being the ability to be helped. So they right. have the ability to benefit from the type of help that we're trying to right. offer. Right. And that's both um, culturally, like does, their, does the culture of their organization match with the culture of ours? But also, are they close? Are they too big or too small to be able to benefit from this type of help? If you know if the organization has, uh, you know, is a, a local chapter of a national organization, the national nonprofit runs their social media, they're going to be missing out on some of the type of help that we're able to right. offer and we want. You know, so, so there's a lot of those criteria that end up going into that selection process. But there is that. Um, you know, interview process because we want to be able to get a sense of them, um, and then determine is this something that we gonna uh, that that is going to work. And and we've been really fortunate so far in being able to pick nonprofits that just we work.
0: Yeah, how do you um how do you, how do you measure impact? I mean, so much of it's hard to you know to quantify. A lot of qualitative indicators come into play, relationships, and so on. But what what is it that you guys have landed on, or is that would you say still in kind of a, a work in progress?
1: We are not, you know, a, a research-based organization. You know, we mm-hmm. are um, we are a, at our core a football team. But I, what I'd say is, most of our measurement is anecdotal. It is at the end of the year when we haven't when we have a nonprofit partner that says to us, you know, we have increased our giving based on the fact. I'm sorry, increased our donations based on the fact that we used to just ask for a one-year commitment from sponsors, and now. Um, you know, after sitting down with the, you know, Eagle sales team, they've learned the value of asking for a three-year mm-hmm. commitment for mm-hmm. a gala sponsorship. And so there, you know, there's been an increase in, in, you know, in that way. It's hard to measure a lot of the, um, you know, morale impacts that we hope that sure. we get, but we know that is there. So a lot of it does end up being anecdotal. But from our side you know, I think the two pieces that, you know, we're able to more accurately track what we are giving out now um, and because we're, because it really is focused in, you know, to five nonprofits for the most part, but we're also able to um, get one of the valuable parts of this initiative for us is that at the end of the year, the nonprofits that we work with, Have a sense of our organization and who we
0: are,
1: Mm -hmm. and what we're about, the values of our organization, and the the fact that, and they get a genuine sense that the that the um, that the that our work in the community is important to us. And if if that weren't the case, they would get a genuine sense of the opposite, you know. And so that to us is one of the best impacts, you know, the measurables is that at the end of the year they get a sense of who we are and are able to either be a third-party validator if need be and say, nope, the Eagles really mean this stuff, Um, or just have that ability to share with their constituencies what we're all about.
0: It's really refreshing to me, actually, to hear this, because it seems to me that a lot of foundations are going in a completely the opposite way, that me- measurement can't be anecdotal. It has to be quantitative. It has to be, you know, where's your, your results-based uh, management strategy? Where's your log frame matrix that you've written with your series of indicators that you're going to measure back on and tell the board of directors what we did and how we did it and how much it cost us? I, I think it's wonderful that it, it, I mean, it sounds to me as if your measurement is through story. Through 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 personal narrative and through this is how we've changed lives. This is how you guys have changed our lives and the way we do things here at this organization. I mean, yeah, I think it's quite quite refreshing and quite remarkable.
1: And and we are not a nonprofit, so we probably don't, and we don't have a board of directors, and so so we do have that benefit, if you will, of not having the same level scrutiny. Right. But you know, we do. But
0: in in one way, you would almost think you guys would want it more. And I, right. you know what I mean, like in 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 a sense, and and I and I think maybe for me that's what I'm I'm kind of struck with right now is that that it really is refreshing. It's this, it's 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 not new necessarily. It's just it's it's uh, it's a way more relational way to go. It seems to me.
1: Yes, it's definitely relationship based, and that if people, you know, we can see, and yes, so I think on the on the football side or really non-football, but in a corporate side, you know, we are able to track through um, our survey and our research team um, the feelings and attitudes of Eagles fans throughout the city and, and can track those two points together. And I think if we ever reached the time where, you know, we felt like this anecdotal piece uh, was not working, then we might have to reevaluate. But
0: we're fortunate enough that that's okay for us for now. And is that, was that, was that a really conscious choice? Was that a leadership sort of decision? Was it something that, w- you know, was driven by, I don't know, a conference that somebody attended, a book that somebody read? Or or was it actually a personal story, you know? I mean, I think what, what I love is, I love hearing about, uh, I don't know if you've heard of John Wood, but, he wrote a book called uh, "Leaving Microsoft to Change the World," and and, right. and he left Microsoft and went on a trip to Nepal. And because he met a young boy who took him to a school, he started an organization called Room to Read. And you know, as they say, the rest is history. Remarkable, right? right? You don't get much right. more anecdotal than that. <laughs> and 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 look what's come out of it. it was was that right. kind of was that sort of a catalyst, a motivating factor?
1: Well, I'd say it was in, it was intentional in the sense that we knew that what we were doing before wasn't working. Oh, ah, okay. And so, I think you know we look we were able to you know going back to the math equation from the beginning. You know we people were not getting a sense of people were not getting a sense of who we were. Right. Uh, before you know before we did this, people people didn't get it. Um, people you know we were not getting who we are and what is uh, it, it, what is valuable to us as an organization and what our values are, they were not understanding what those things were through what we were doing. And no one, you know, there wasn't, like, amazing impact from what we would do. You know, we would go right. out and do some of these things, um, but this wasn't really working in the same way. So how could we do a better job? Right. And... Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just going someplace where the phone isn't ringing. <laughs> so, right. So I'll start that over. You know. So how could we do a better job? And you know, for us, it really was about taking a step back and saying, what could we be? What could we be doing that's different? And we looked at our values as an organization. So, so much of what's valuable to us as an organization is the idea of partnership, hmm. you know, partnership in our sponsorship, partnership, with the city, all sorts of partnerships are really important to us. So if we said, can we take that, you know, value, what's, uh, what's key to us in other areas of business and place that here and run a same, similar approach, if you will, and, and go from there. And, um, you know, it's, it's really worked. So it's intentional in
0: that sense. I love the way you say in this article, Julie, this Inside Philanthropy, you say a majority of the partnership quote happens after the check is written. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, and, and it's, I mean, you need money to write a check. I get that, but it is pretty easy to write a tax deductible donation and to sort of you know, say, off you go, Uh, but to actually get involved and to to dig a little deeper, that takes a certain amount of passion and commitment and intention.
1: Yeah, we, you know, we work, the nonprofits that we end up partnering with for the year, I'd say we work with, um, well, we work with regularly. We probably talk to them certainly every week, if not multiple times a week for the year, And then once the year's over, certainly monthly, if not more than that, depending on the organization. So it really does, you know, we pick organizations that we really want to work with Hmm. and that we know would benefit from the type of help that we're trying to give. And that feeds upon itself throughout the year that you are able to see that impact and hear the positivity from the folks that we work with. And then, you know, we just, want to continue that it you know it feels good and we want to continue to do that and because we can we do it's it's really, we're fortunate
0: to be able to do that. Julie, do you think that there's insights here for for other organizations? I mean, is this something that, you know, you sort of alluded to that at the beginning of the conversation. You know, you talked about your 2013 shift and that sort of epiphany that, that you had and the change from sort of that traditional sports model, which, you know, uh, you know well, lots of us have ideas about what that might look like. But um, do you think there's a shift occurring kind of in the nonprofit sector, in the charitable sector that says, you know what, we really do need to get more involved. We really do need to build capacity. We really do need to believe that what happens after the check is more important, you know, and, and, and this idea of, I mean, I, an unrestricted giving, I mean, you're, you're talking about things that it seems to me that most organizations are not talking about. So I'm wondering if there's kind of, maybe you're on the beginning of a shift.
1: I mean I hope so
0: <laughs> That's awesome are, yeah I hope so too.
1: There are pl- there are places where where restricting your giving makes sense. I completely understand that you mm-hmm. know if, if mm-hmm. there's um, you know if your nonprofit if, if I'm a, a donor and you know my giving is based towards... Um, you know, if there's an organization that I'm giving to that is a broad reach and I want to make sure that my giving is, you know, in one particular area that's aligned with my mission, I I understand that. You know, I would probably argue, however, that, um, you know, I like to think that I know my business better than most people. Sure. Um, you know, and, and my, my team is wonderful and, and my team and I know how to do our job better than, you know, other people. And I, I afford that, that that idea to nonprofit as well, that, and really anybody, that, sure. you know, you know how to run your podcast better than I do. So for me to come in and tell you how to do it, to me, does not seem like the right approach necessarily. Right. You know, if, if I were to change the world, you know, have a magic wand and say, how, what could I shift at giving? I would probably give, not exclusively to overhead, you know, but I'd, I would change that view so that people understand um, that, the value there in right. supporting the nonprofit that when that, that, you know, that rise of water lifts all of the ships. You know, it, it yeah. really does lift the organization itself. You know, I don't, w- let's not go crazy. You right. know, the nonprofit that doesn't have to, you know, be in the highest floor of the, you know, tallest tower, and everyone, right. you know, has a and has a gold chair, I'm, I'm not going nuts. Um, but they should all have a comfortable chair, you know? And they Well,
0: it's, all you, know, you know, what's so strange to me, too, as I'm listening to you speak, I, I mean, I think you're, you're nailing it, and, and, but we would never expect a business to operate that way. Right. And yet we, we seem to, we seem to collectively expect, when you hear people talk about things, oh, you know, they give 90% of their money to the field, right? The implication is they don't spend any money on themselves, or very little, and, and why why <laughs> why would we support that, you know? Like, let's turn this on its head a little bit, and that's what's so exciting to me about what you guys are doing, you know. this uh, Perhaps this NF-style philanthropy is the way forward.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? Uh, yeah. Or yeah. approach to philanthropy is the way forward. I, I think it's marvelous.
1: I think the pendulum really swung, um, you know, in the last 10, 15 years so far towards the idea of, you know, directed giving, um, that I think it's time for it to start moving back towards the center.
0: Yeah, no, I I think you're right. Hey, can you, just before we wrap up, can you, can you talk a little bit maybe about some of the organizations if you'd like to, uh, or, or more importantly about how people can, you know, can, can, can get involved?
1: Yeah, so we have, you know, wonderful organizations that we work with throughout the year. And, uh, you know, most of them are based in Philadelphia, which it makes sense as far as our giving approach. Sure we've talked about, you know, the ability to benefit. Sure. The, the the process starts with an application or questionnaire, which is available on our website, starting usually around the middle of February.
0: Okay. Um,
1: it will close. I'm not sure we have an exact date yet, but usually um, the... Middle, to, middle of the end of April, but that will be on the application when it goes up. And um, you know, we encourage as many uh, nonprofits as possible to uh, to apply. The ones that don't, we've had people apply multiple years and um, you know get selected in the future. And you know, we try and do our best job of explaining to people if they're not going to be picked, why not? Um, but it really is that uh, you know it, it is that simple from the first round, and then we do like I said, go on and do some. Sure. Some questionnaires. I'd also like to say that that we do have the Eagles Care Summit every year, which is a day. Um, it's almost like if you stuffed Eagles Care Partnership into a day. It's a, a free conference for nonprofits in Philadelphia. Oh, nice. It's Day long staff staff development conference. That's um, going to be uh, on April 11th this year at Lincoln Financial Field, and it's free um, for everyone. Uh, all I think we do a max of four. Um, people per non-profit to come and and enjoy the day and get a sense of, you know, we have all sorts of different topics, all, again, staff development.
0: That's amazing. That'll be
1: up on our website as well.
0: Amazing. I hope you'll think of me if you're considering doing an on-stage interview. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You never know, right? Uh, What's the website that people can go to? Is it eagles.nfl.com? Is that the is that the site?
1: So yeah, Philadelphia. Well, it's just philadelphiaeagles.com/community. Thank you. Is where you can find a link to the Eagles Care page and um, nice. get some information. So it's on. The, so sorry.
0: <laughs> That's okay. Calls are coming in. That's important.
1: Yeah. Um, so you can get a sense. uh I'll just go back upstairs and start that over. <laughs> sorry, I moved back and I should not. Um, so you can go to com slash community and that's where you can get all the information on, um, the Eagles Care Summit and what we do in the community as well as the questionnaire when it goes up. Um, and that should be up mid-February.
0: Fantastic. Julie Hershey, she's with Eagles Care and comes alongside the Philadelphia Eagles and more importantly alongside nonprofits in, in the area. She's the Community Relations Director and, uh, she's been sharing today about, uh, how do how do engage uh, and create impact a little bit differently than most it seems to me julie thanks a lot for your time i really appreciate it and and i hope maybe we can uh, maybe we can do part 2 together uh, in the future
1: that would be wonderful thank you so much